0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You might see me
0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International and is made possible by our sponsors, the Griffin Foundation and an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals. I am your host, Katie Jackson, and today we have guest Kate Miner on with us. Um, you probably know who Kate Miner is, so I don't have to do a huge introduction, but she is a singer and songwriter, and she's in a band with her husband, and a lot of their songs have been written um, on her experience. Um, living with Huntington's and how um, Huntington's has impacted her life. And she's also currently on the show, Shameless, which is, which is really exciting. So I'm excited to interview her So let's jump right into the show. And um, Kate, can you recently uh, tell us about how you spoke at the Hereditary Disease Foundation, uh, gala last year, I, I guess.
1: And, uh, story. Yeah, I you? did. I did speak there. I'm, I'm great. And thank you guys yeah. so much for having me on the show. Um, I'm really honored to be here today.
0: Yeah, we're thankful I, you came yeah, so on. I, I,
1: yeah, and so I did speak at the Hereditary Disease Foundation uh, Gala last year. Um, and we, I just told my story, and I guess that's how you guys found me, um, which is, uh, you know, we're, my family's kind of new to Huntington's, new in the sense that we didn't find out that it was even in our family until um, the summer of 2014. And that was the year that my mom's mm. sister found out that she had Huntington's. I mean, she'd been sick for like a really long time. We just didn't know what it was. Uh, She was sick in her early 40s. She started to change personality and movement, but um, she was Christian scientist and uh, that religion, it didn't allow her to seek medical care. So she was never tested for anything and didn't have the care of doctors. Um, But in 2014, it got too serious. She had multiple car accidents and um, some choking incidents. And so she did have to seek treatment, and that was when we found out that uh, that she had Huntington's disease. Though we, though I didn't know what it meant first finding out. It was just a, oh, you know, my aunt has Huntington's disease. It, that was a stressful Wikipedia search.
0: Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so your, so you because your mom, so your mother was at risk.
1: Yeah, my mother was at risk to start. So, uh she decided to get tested because my sisters and I really wanted to know as well and then we thought she was older than my aunt was when she had when my aunt had started showing symptoms. So we thought it was probably fine and she could just get tested and we'd find out that she didn't have it and then we'd all, you know, we'd we'd take care of my aunt and we'd see if my cousins wanted to get tested and we'd go um you know that that's just what I thought would happen. And then my mom got tested, sure. and she she actually does have the gene. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was a whole other sh- you know that was a whole other shift of something to get a whole new uh, reality to get used to. Um, and after she got yeah. tested, my sisters and I we decided to get tested as well. Yeah. Okay. So your mom.
0: So your mom. Um, did you guys go through the process with her, the testing process, or did she do it kind of on her own or was it kind of like a family
1: thing that you guys did? Or? Well, I live pretty close to my mom. Uh, my two sisters were in uh, San Francisco at the time and I was in Los Angeles. Okay. My mom's in Orange County. So I actually went to all her, uh, we did genetic counseling uh, for, you know, a couple months beforehand just to kind of talk about making sure this was what we wanted as a family and her just kind of, you know, processing. And my stepdad went to that as well. Um so I went uh, yeah it was a big part of it and after every single meeting we'd get on conference call with my sisters and we'd debrief everything and talk about everything we'd learned and and the different things that we'd you know been instructed to kind of think about moving forward. So it was very much for us a family um a family experience my mom getting tested but in a lot of ways we just thought mm-hmm. we were going through it to to definitively know she wasn't what didn't have the gene. Sure. So mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of colored it a little bit it was a very different thing when when she had the gene, and then my sisters and I were each were each getting tested.
0: Yeah, you know, it's so funny. My my, we didn't know about Huntington's either, and my husband uh, found out his dad passed away of something called Huntington's, and um, that's how we we had already had children. We were already, you know, we we'd already been married for a while. And I remember when you said that Wikipedia search. I remember that. I remember Google, and just. It was the most. I, I I'm never gonna forget that night because I just kept going. Like, what is this? Um, so, because we didn't have any yeah. family Uh
1: Oh, uh, anyone yeah. that so It's we was, a dangerous. It's a dangerous and terrifying mm-hmm. thing when you, when you first mm-hmm. look up Huntington's disease. It's. Uh, I think yeah. anyone who who had that experience knows where they were when they first started reading about yeah. it because it's, you know, something called Huntington's. That's exactly what I. I called it at first, telling even just telling my husband about it when I got off the phone. I'm like, something called Huntington's. What, right. what does that mean? Right.
0: <laughs> yep, yep.
1: So can you tell us
0: about um, your journey undergoing genetic testing?
1: I, yes. Well, my husband, Justin, and I, we knew we wanted kids. So after my mom got her mm-hmm. results, we planned to get tested right away, and my sisters decided to as well. Um, and we were actually – in the middle of writing, um, our second album at the time. And, um, so that was kind of all happening at the same time and being very influenced by what we were going through. Cause it was an incredibly emotional, emotional time for us. Mm-hmm. And we just knew we wanted to get the results and my sisters did too. So we did it all together. We actually, mm-hmm. you know, started the process. They waited till, um, until we were back from Seattle recording so that we could all get our results within the 24 hour period. So they came down from San Francisco uh, to get my, to get my results with me. And I went up to, you know, then we went right up to San Francisco to get their results. It was, it was pretty much the craziest, most emotional. I think the most emotional time in my life. I can say I had my blood drawn the same week that, um, that our band went up to Seattle to record and we knew the results would be back waiting for us when we got back and my sisters too. Mm. So mm-hmm. we just had this, you know, this six weeks then of like working on songs that were kind of being shaped by this experience. So it was just heavily in the, in the zone of not thinking about much else. Um, but I guess in a way being able to talk about it in, in music was really, was, I was grateful for that, you know, cause it's not easy to yeah. confront your mortality. So yeah, uh, But yeah. doing that, you know, you can, you can, you know, you you find ways to deal with it, like even just playing drums extra hard or just, you know, writing lyrics about mm-hmm. how you're scared. And um, so for me, that experience is almost like a dream when I remember it, but it was a lot of anxiety, but I was grateful to be doing something sure. creative in the time from blood drawn to results. And most importantly, I mean, I was so grateful. I was talking with my sisters and my family every day. Like, we're very close, tight-knit family. And at the end of it, at least we were going through it together, even though, you know, it was just the hardest and most surreal time of our lives. Um, Yeah. And so, Mm. uh, well, then we got back so we came back from that and then um I got my results first and I was negative so there was like mm-hmm. this little little like one night where we were like okay well maybe maybe our mom will get it late you know because she's she's already older than my aunt and um you know so we thought maybe she'll be okay and then I won't have it and my sisters won't have it and then that'll that'll all be fine you know at least we just were always trying to find the way to make it most manageable and very trying to be optimistic Mm -hmm. but both my sisters uh we got their results back to back and they both uh, do have the gene and so I would Mm -hmm. say that was yeah I think that was probably probably like the hardest moment one of the hardest moments in my life yeah yeah
0: you know, we talk about, we talk about the, the survivor's guilt and the, you know, and these, you know, it's not easy testing. Well, my best friend um, in this world, she tested negative and her brother tested positive, And we talk very intimately about that and how that made her feel. And, um, She said, "It's just so hard for me to be happy sometimes, or for me to, you know. There's different things that just because you tested negative, this is in your life forever. This is your family. This is your, you know, um, your journey. It will be your HC journey forever. And um, and then when your siblings test positive, that really makes it your journey. And um, yeah, my my little
1: sister and I. Well, I was just gonna say, yeah, my little sister and I had like." kind of, you know, we were, like, making bets with their, deals with the universe, I guess, just being, like, just mm-hmm. don't let our older sister have it, because, you know, she'd already had two kids before we knew about this, and we were just, like, don't let wow. her have it, you know, we just want to, maybe it can just stop here anyway, you know, at, at least, Sure. so I think, Sure. I think the absolute hardest was, I mean, I, I love my sisters both so equally, but then my older sister has two kids, and we just really didn't want her to be, it just felt unfair. It felt like, it felt like it shouldn't be her, you know? And I think that is something the survivor's guilt. It's like, no, it should have been me. Cause I didn't have children. Um, mm-hmm. so then it's like, that's the fair way it should shake out. If it's gotta be two of us, it should have been the, you know, the two of us that didn't have kids, but that's not how life works. It's just the way, right. it's just the way your mind works when you're thinking about that stuff. And you think you can make a, you know, who am I even making a deal with? <laughs> but, Right. I thought if I thought about right. it hard enough, that testing thing, it just, it's a, it's a weird time.
0: Yeah. And you know, it's, you said something that, that um, really made me think cause we don't those from when your blood is drawn until you get your test results, that is the hardest space in time for, it was for us. I mean, it seemed mm-hmm. like, It was just for, it was like, you couldn't, you tried not to think about it, but you could not not think about it. And um, so it's really interesting. You were talking about doing something creative and something therapeutic during that time. Yeah. Um, I wonder if people would benefit from that.
1: Yeah, I think having something to focus on, you know, if you, if you're going through the testing process, uh, first off, you know, it's, it's tough and You know, I hope people know that other people have been through it and, you know, you're not alone there. There is a community of people that know what it's like. It's a small community, but they're Mm -hmm. there and they're essential. But I think keeping keeping your head off it or if you're going to focus on it for us, it was like in, in writing music, I felt... I felt, you know, different things were coming out of different poetry, different sounds, different everything was coming out because my head was in a different space. You know, our first album had been mm-hmm. much happier and this was, you know, it's it's we play folk rock music and the first album was all upbeat and super happy songs. And that's where we were at that time and this album was dealing with more loss and the idea of wanting to get back to a place, you know, going back to yesterday, I wanted to go back to where I, where I hadn't got that phone call where it was like, your aunt is mm-hmm. was, You know, it was, I kept thinking how, what a shift in life that was. Um, yeah. And I think having something creative and a way to think about it and express myself through music, or I think any kind of art or, you know, take a trip or do something that get out of your head. Cause I think being in your head from the blood drawn to the results is you're going to be in your head anyway, do anything you can to, to not think about it constantly because you, you will anyway. So, but you have to fight against it or you might just, you know, sit in a little spiral of negative thoughts and worry. And yeah. I, was, I had yeah. those moments too. <laughs> you know, I, I was, yeah. I was there a lot of the time, sure. but I think having another focused, at least made it, made it, you know, livable. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, so that was so there. So that was some great advice for people, and I think that that's this interview is really interesting for me because I've never thought about that space of time. I mean, I've lived it, but for other people too. And and talking about what that, what that means during that time, um, and what we can do to help uh, families get through that time. Do you have any other advice for someone? who is deciding to undergo genetic testing?
1: My advice and, you know, I guess take it with, it might be good or bad for different people depending on their circumstance. But for me, I really needed to be, I was open about it with my, my friends and, you know, the rest of our family. I was very clear about what I was going through. Um, and I didn't keep, you know, I didn't keep it a secret at all from really anyone. Um because it was what I was going through. And I, I don't, there was, you know, if someone, someone asked me, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? Like I might just burst out crying. So for me, it, it -hmm. was great to, to build the community. Um, I actually had two emails that I'd written and I didn't know which one I was going to send like positive or negative when I got the results, because if I was positive, I wanted all my friends to come over that night and have a party. And so they could all just feel sorry for me at once. And so every time I saw them again, I didn't have to like, go through the, oh well, it's the first time you've seen me since I got my, you know, since I got that news that changed my life. Um, right. And then when we went, I my mean, my sisters got their results. That's what they did too. Actually. They had a ton of friends over that night. It was like, okay, I got bad news. Um, you know, come over and, and be with me. And then, you know, life goes on because it's, we're also at a phase where no one, my sisters aren't symptomatic. So it's a weird, it's a, just a weird thing to know and I think that's the problem with yeah. getting tested, or I think that's what discourages a lot of people is you think, well, what am I going to, what am I going to do with this knowledge? Why do I need this knowledge? You know, and for us, it was, there are ways to have children to make sure you cannot pass the gene along. So that was our, you know, driving force. But I think now, even in just the past years, since we got tested, um, I'm so incredibly inspired and hopeful for the treatments that we're seeing um Mm-hmm. You know the the synthetic RNA, the HD lowering, or um, you know just there's a, there's so many things to be excited and hopeful about like trials that are you know in the second and third uh, clinical phase. So um, that's another reason that I think we all wanted to know is when when those when that becomes an option and those are available, you know, to be to be ready to make other decisions like do you want to you know, be a part of a trial? Do you want to, you know, what kind of treatments are going to be available and do, would you be open to? Um, I think, so for me, yeah, Mm -hmm. information and keep it, you know, do stay informed. It can be so easy sometimes to just want to deny and push it all away and not talk about it. And I think for me, it was helpful to just be open about it and it made it easier when you're having one of the bad days where you're spiraling and you're crazy you know, I just, you know, my, my friends, they already knew. I'd already, like, sent them the information and said, hey, read about this. This is what I'm going through. So when I call you and I'm just crying, you know, you know what's up. We don't have to start, yeah. you know, wait, what is this? So Where are we going through? I'm like, nope, this is what's happening. Yeah. It's going to be a sucky, you know, four months starting now. And on right. the last day, I don't know, I'm going to get good or bad news, but I have two sisters. So no matter what, like, my odds are not good.
0: So, right. Yeah. 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 So this, this is always like a hard question, but can you tell us what has been the best and the worst part of your HD journey so far?
1: Yeah, I think the worst part was getting my sisters, my mom and my sisters, but specifically my sisters, they, they just like look, you know, they everybody just kind of looked at each other and started crying and Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just. It was the worst day, and my heart was just so. I've I've never felt so broken. I guess that was. I just didn't want my sisters. I I never wanted something more than I, I just pleased. That, you know, I was. I just didn't want them to have it, because I'd already had my results, and then, I did. I felt you know, for the survivor's guilt is a real thing, and it. It feels unfair still. Always, it feels unfair that. That my two sisters, who are just the two most wonderful people in the world they they are it's you don 't want it for them they're my favorite people in the world. I would take a bullet for them i would I would take h d from them if I could you know, so I think them having it, and they're my two best friends too, so them having it is really hard and yeah it's hard every day still it's it's still the worst part um, my mom because yeah. she's She's not had the you know she's been not symptomatic and she's in her early sixties. I feel they say when you get it you know later it moves slower, so I feel you know she's she's got some other genes that are protecting her somewhere um, uh-huh. but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that my sisters will have that you know because my aunt got it in her early forties. And we now realize other people, you know, that when you look back, you can see, oh, here's where it was in the family. Um, And it wasn't all, you know, normal onset. So I worry for my sisters. And the worst moment was when they got their results. And the worst part of it is feeling like it shouldn't be them and just worrying for them and being scared of losing my, my two best friends. Yeah. But the best part, the best part is, I take no moment with them for granted. I I want yeah, to I spend sure. as much time as I can with them. We we do more things as a family. I I'm constantly grateful for the time I get with them, and I get way more time with them now because it's it's a huge priority. I just it always was, but now it's it's at a different level. It's they're my favorite people. Why am I not hanging out with them all the time? So. It just becomes a different, you know, I must see them more and we do things together and we, as a family, we just do more together, I think, because we realize the time is a little more precious and I don't know why it takes something like that to make that happen. I wish that I could have just always been doing that my whole life because now I'm like, oh, the time I wasted not not seeing them as much as I could and, you know, uh But now we do. And my older sister moved closer to home. She's in Orange County now, so she could be closer to my mom and me. So now I see her and my niece and nephew at least once a week, Um, often more. (laughs) She's probably like, okay, Kate, I see you a lot. You can go back up to L.A. now. Um, So, yeah, I'm actually down uh, at my mom's house tonight to to see my niece and nephew. So. Uh, I see them a lot and that's I'm fun. I'm grateful for them and because it's such a big yeah. thing happening all the little things don't matter anymore like I don't even know hey, what they the would truth? have to do for me yeah. to be yeah like, how could I even ever get mad at them I can't think of what they would do where I would be truly angry with them because everything is little now I guess that's another yeah. thing everything is little now what are you going to tell me that's not you know that's not little in comparison
0: yeah. So and I'm not,
1: you guys, you guys. Oh, go ahead, Kate. I'm sorry I interrupted you.
0: No, I just think oh, no, your family is just, you know, your, your family's so yeah, tight. Like it's just so, yeah, you guys are so blessed to have each other. And, and even though this journey that you're walking is, is really hard. I mean, it's just, it's beautiful how your family is. And, um, I think that that's, so you're so lucky for that and then i'm sure your sisters and you are i'm so close to my siblings and um, my brother's sick he's he has cystic fibrosis and it's like it just brought us together like we're, we're family like they, we can fight but we we don't really have time for that
1: now you know <laughs> yeah um, no you you only have time for the gratitude and the goodness and the light in your life like you the other stuff is going to, the the dark side of life is going to happen at some point. So just when it's not there at that moment, just gratitude for that moment is, is, um, has been, I guess, uh, something that's, that's been the best part. So if you had asked me when I was getting my results, I would have told you there will never be a silver lining, you know, mm-hmm. go away.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. But a little bit of distance has made clear that some of the, some of the changes we've made with this diagnosis have have made us closer as a family,
0: yeah yeah well you it's good you guys have each other because we all need a lot of support in this journey uh living with h d so um may is- may is h d awareness month, so how are you bringing awareness to h d this month
1: um well this i mean this month and always uh Ever since this became a part of my life, a lot of our music is—we um, are writing and always creating music, and it's—it's it's shaped by um, by Huntington's disease. Even if it's, you know, if the songs become about, even now they're happier because I'm not, you know, just going through the spiral of anxiety and worry that was the testing process. Um, sure, they're—they're they're all inspired by the idea of, you know, life is short, or having gratitude, or you know, and and using using my our platform to talk about Huntington's and just so people know, hey, this is where we, our our inspiration is. And, and here's what Huntington's disease is. And here's some more information on it. And, hey, here's a couple events happening, you know, in, in Los Angeles, if you guys want to learn more. Um, I think the main thing has been talking about it. And then as we've become a big part of this Huntington's community, sometimes I feel like there can be a lot of secrecy around it um, or people mm-hmm. feel weird about it being in their family or something. So I think our family tries to bring awareness just by being completely open about it, you know, talking about it on social media, talking about it in interviews, um, writing music that's about it and and making sure people know that's where the story comes from, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what we do now and always. And I think we'll always do that because once you're in an HD family, you're always in an HD family. So you know, talk yeah. about it and, yeah. and help other people know what it is. And I do feel like since I even found out about Huntington's um, until now, you know, I, I, I see it more, but maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it's cause I know what it is, but I, I hear more about it. I hear, you know, I'll, I'll hear a, another, you know, podcasters a, an art scientific article or, um, you know, just on TV and the, one of the medical shows or so I see it now. And, I'm always happy, or people are always emailing me things like, hey, here's, you know, something going on in Huntington's, in the Huntington's world, yeah, so. Yeah. But again, Isn't that couldn't funny. be my like, perception, because you know what it is, I'm like,
0: yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's, people do that to me, too, they'll send me texts or emails, hey, this was in this news, or this, and I laugh, and I say, Dean, you know what Huntington's is now because of us, so, you know, awareness <laughs> is, is key, right, um, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on to, with us today, Kate. And, um, and I'm, uh, I am uh, blown away by your story. I, so it's so, you know, mirrors, all of our stories kind of mirror each other, right? So we all kind yeah. of have the same common kind of uh, a thing. And we are definitely a, a community that understands each other because we are all walking this, this hard journey and trying to live it the best we can. Um Just a couple of uh, real quick announcements. Um, We are going to be in Wichita um, August 10th, and we will be in Las Vegas in October for Symposium. Our lineup of speakers is awesome. We're super excited. We're going to have Genentech Roche there, Unicure, Tom Bird. Uh, Dr. Bird is coming in from Washington to talk about his new book. Um, So we have, of course, Jan Nolta coming from the UC Davis uh, regenerative uh, Institute of Cures. So the lineup is awesome. It's a two day event. It is always free to our community, as all of Health for HD International's events are. Um, Please log in if you guys want any uh, of our awareness things that we're sending out. One of our favorites is our window decals. This is for if you have a loved one in the car with you with Huntington's. Um, It gives a little bit of a description of HD, so any first responders that come onto an accident or to the car will understand that there may be someone in the car that needs a little bit more special attention. Um, Our new EMT uh, and firefighter program is launched, so check that out on our website. I think that is it for today. Everyone have a safe week, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks, Kate. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.